Welcome. You are now tuned in to the Real Estate Investing Women podcast. Laura and myself, Liz, are a mother-daughter duo that has a combination of lifetime experience. With Laura having over 35 years of experience in the business, and I came in a little over seven years ago with a more modern and virtual approach to investing. Combined, we create a winning formula. We are dedicated to empowering women as they start or scale their own real estate investing journey. We offer a supportive community of like-minded women, up-to-date training and strategies, and showing you how to build a real estate investing business of your dreams around your lifestyle. We are going to share with you the real deal and real life experiences as it comes to real estate investing. Listen in, and today we will address a specific topic and answer your burning real estate questions. Be sure to email in your questions to be featured at questions at realestateinvestingwomen.com. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Uh, today we have a special guest. Her name is Christina Wise. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, two topics everybody want to hear about, right? Money and real estate. But more important is like, how do you get to be successful in real estate by understand some of the dynamics and pieces that have to go into place before you get to the real estate? And that's what I would love to have Christina give your input because she's able to really, she put this in buckets, in categories to get from where you are to be successful in real estate by understanding some of the dynamics behind it. So welcome, Christina, on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, great. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, before joining the real estate industry, I know you've been uh, and you are a very successful real estate investor. Can you share a little bit about your life and experience that influence um, you to decide to become a real estate investor? Yeah, I mean, you and I talked offline to say, hey, we really have some similar stories here. And so I yeah. love that. I just love it when we as women can share similar stories and, and really show what's possible, especially through real estate investing and how powerful it is as a tool to really change our lives when we, when we believe in ourselves and understand how to do it. But, you know, my, my, my money story started in a trailer home. I used to be very ashamed and embarrassed to say that. Actually, I would never say it because I was so ashamed for people to even know it. And because I worked so hard to escape that life in those beginnings. But now it's like, it's just part of the story. So that's, that's where everything started there. On the sad side of that is, you know, we, we had money problems. I mean, it was the lifestyle of food stamps and and powdered milk and um, lots of financial arguments and screaming matches and a very dysfunctional alcoholism, you know, all the things that kind of come with that type of probably poverty. And so I worked really hard to get out of that from a young age. And, and I learned from a young age that, hey, you can, if you have money, life is easier. I, I started to notice that. So I'd hustle and work jobs. And I mean, I probably worked since I, you know, could figure out how to make money myself and and did all the way all that to even put myself all the way through college being the first in my family to ever not even go to college but college wasn't even something that was on the radar like it college is what other people did it wasn't part of you know my upbringing and familial you know structure so anyway did all that went to college and then after college I accidentally of all things got into real estate sales 
and real estate sales because I was a hustler, because I love money, love making money. I was, I was very much motivated by awards and success and wanted all the trophies and wanted to be number one at everything. You know, back then that mattered a lot. I made a lot of money in real estate as a salesperson. And real estate sales as a career is a great career, you know, if you have the tenacity to do it. But what happened is that I made all this money and then I spent all my money and I didn't pay taxes and I got into debt and I got into a terrible situation financially. And then I got divorced and was a single mom. And part of uh, that is I made all this money. And then after divorce and fighting over stupid stuff that seemed to matter at the time, I found myself in a financial situation after getting divorced where I had no income because I was 100% commission and this divorce was heinous. And so that took all my attention. And then I was the primary wage earner. So the courts gave me all of the debt, which at that time I didn't even know we had as much debt as we did. I didn't know at that time that if you're married, a spouse can put a lot of things on a credit card. And even if you, your name isn't on it and you don't know about it, you're still responsible for it. You know, so I learned a lot of things like that. And there was just, you know, there was over six figures of debt. There was a couple six figures of tax liens because taxes hadn't been paid and I had no income. So I just found myself in this financial despair, existential despair of I cannot turn on the lights. I can't afford to turn on the utilities in a crappy little apartment after living in a big house and, you know, all the things. So that really sent me after, you know, I realized that it gave me this one question Two things I noticed that even though the more money I made in selling, like each year I'd make more money, it's like I was always more stressed about money. So I thought at, at the time, I was thinking, why is it, why am I always month to month? Why, why am I always like working to hustle next month to pay last month's bills? And I was month to month, even though I was making more money than I could ever imagine was even possible to make. And then I hit that next roadblock where now I have nothing and less than nothing, and I'm responsible and have no escape plan and nobody saved me. That was my second question is, the first question is, how do I make all that money? And it kept making more each year, but each year I was, each month I was month to month. The second question I found myself in is like, how did I have all that money and wind up in this financial situation? And so it was that, like say crossroads, I guess, where once I got over my pity party and realized that I've got these two babies, I have to figure out how to take care of that I realized that there was more to this money equation that meets the eye and that's where I went on to study money and start reading books and then start doing workshops and then you know all the things that bring me to where I teach money today but I learned that there's something different between income and wealth and people that are in the income game or in the month-to-month -month game regardless of how much income they were making even like the high income earners like I was and then there's this thing called wealth, which wealth is through assets and building a portfolio and a balance sheet. So I, I, what I realized is that, you know, we're not taught, I mean, I had an accounting and finance degree in college. So even with those degrees, I knew nothing about money and how money works and still found myself in that horrific financial situation. And money's just not taught in school, like personal finance is not taught in school. Accounting is not about becoming wealthy. Accounting is how to, you know, arrange your money to save money on taxes, usually, you know. Um, bookkeeping is just to kind of keep the money where you can see it all in one place. But none of it is about teaching you how to build wealth and how to get rich. It's it's not taught. And it's not a it's not a mindset and understanding and literacy we have. 
So that's what I learned. It's like, oh, regardless, even of that degree, I had total financial illiteracy. Like I couldn't read and write money. And I find that's where most people are today. So that's become my passion. Um, and I learned once I learned that, and I was in real estate at the time, so real estate investing, but even looking around over the years of becoming, when I was in real estate and I had a brokerage and I ran a really big real estate business after sales. But what I realized is my peers that were probably selling as much or more than I did in real estate, because I was a top producer, I was one of the few that bought real estate. You know, we were all selling it, but I was one of the few that bought it. And I didn't really realize at the time, but later I realized like, oh my God, I've really got a net worth and all this. And everybody that I kind of started with and my peers, they're still hustling. I don't need to hustle like that anymore. And then I also realized it through having a brokerage and have hundreds of agents that went through my brokerage, you know, at any given time, the same thing. Like I try to teach them wealth, but it was just the hustle game, the income game, the commission game. And just realizing again, that there's this misunderstanding about money that money, like income and wealth are very different. And so I love what you're doing and really teaching women, especially like, hey, let's get in the wealth game, especially as women. Let's learn money, understand money, feel powerful, but with money. And the way you do that's through investing. Right. Now, I understand, you know, I like how you separate the concept of income from wealth, right? Because that's the, the, the basis of it. And even within real estate, different strategy, some target more wealth, some target more income. So, um, and also, you know, just tell me a little bit then um, through your evolution, you know, as far as uh, being a real estate agent, but then also being an investor, how did you evolve from being an agent and what type of investor was for you next? And where are your current projects right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it first started when I read the first book, you know, way back when, and it was just such the light bulb. And we've, we've heard all these things, but, you know, they the, the piece of advice was, you know, don't just sell real estate, buy it. And, and it was the way to get started is to buy a duplex, you know, so mm -hmm. I read this and I said it made a lot of sense. And that's actually how the first move I made. And again, I read the book and and that was the first thing that I did was I found a duplex and I thought, okay, if I can get the front unit to pay for where my kids and I live, then I can do rent free while I build myself back up. Mm -hmm. And I just need a couple of years to get out of this, you know, horrific financial situation, get back to where I was. And, and I was learning money and different principles at that time. So I felt pretty convinced at that point, I wasn't going to get myself, dig myself in that same hole again. So that was, that's where it started was, and then once you once you become, it's like, you just need that first thing to really get it. Even if you read the books and listen to the podcast and it sounds great, you don't really get it until you do it. And then you understand how beautiful real estate is and how real estate um, cash flow is and how it, how it works. So it's just getting that bug and that experience. And it's like, this is awesome. You mean they're paying me and I've got cash flow and I can do this over and over and over again. And then it, that's just what it was. And then, you know, just over time, I've always dedicated a certain percentage of my working income that I would put into my investing bucket that was for me just allocated for buying that next piece of real estate. And, you know, I've done for me now and, and where I am and, you know, doing this for 20 years, I've done a little bit of everything. It started with the simple duplex and having just them pay the basically enough rent that it covered my rent. 
And then, you know, I've, I've bought lots, I've purchased deals with zero down through seller financing deals. I flipped deals. I, but I've really been a buy whole strategy. So I've really worked for my, my investing strategy has been a cash flow strategy because once I really started learning about money and wealth, and then I got really interested in this thing called financial freedom or financial independence, then I just kept being, becoming more targeted and more strategic about it that, hey, I know that I need this amount of monthly income from my real estate to pay for the cost of my lifestyle. And I need this amount of cash flow and this amount of probably real estate to do it. So then that just became my strategy. It was like over 10 years. It's just being very focused on building a, a portfolio that if it went according to plan and it doesn't always go to according to plan, a lot of lessons in there, like learn some tax lessons from flipping deals and, you know, some things that I had to learn the hard way uh, because you can't be afraid to make mistakes either as a real estate investor, that you're going to make some mistakes and growing and learning process but it's going to, the mistakes wash themselves out at the end with the experience, you go on to the next deal and you keep making it happen. But ultimately my strategy has been a buy hold strategy, build a portfolio, even though I've had some flips and things to kind of double cash flow and double cash and reinvest and that type of thing in there. It was just continuing to be strategic to know that I need to buy this amount of real estate, probably on a, an annual or kind of biannual basis to be able to hit those numbers in 10 years. And I just work backwards. So that's been my strategy. And then, you know, I've sold a lot. I've done all the things. And then today it's, you know, it's being at a place where my real estate holdings, the cash flow from my real estate holdings pays for really nice, you know, life. And, you know, I don't think there's anything as full passive income in, in real estate, but I manage my properties. I don't have to manage them. I could pay somebody, but I don't mind managing. Technology makes that pretty easy these days. And, you know, so yeah, it's just, a, it's, and I think you're there, but what I teach, I teach people money, like the fundamentals of money, financial literacy and understanding the money mindset, money mechanics, so that we flow our money from our working income in a way that gives us the opportunity to have enough money to invest. A lot of people want to invest, but they don't have the resources to do Real, invest in real estate, but they don't have the resources to do it because they don't understand how to build a system that funds your real estate investing endeavor. So if that's what I teach now is, okay, you want to be a real estate investor? Great. Um, but you need to probably learn and do all these things before it beforehand to make sure you have the resources to be able to do so. Okay. And so, and I know we talked, uh, you know, mentioned briefly off uh, just before we got into this uh, podcast about what you categorize the five categories, you know? So do you want to briefly say what is the journey through these five categories that you say, you know, you have to go from here to there in order to master uh, your real estate investing strategy? You want to mention yeah, so, what the five categories yeah, are? I, I would love to. And it's, so it's like mastering money. So money is kind of money is this, broad topic you know it can mean a lot of things and it means different things to different people so it's this one word that in different contexts means something different but we just use the word money as kind of the overall thing but money has all these parts to it like I said these these parts and subparts that if we really want to build financial wealth and independence real estate investing is one of those is one option 
and the five parts that I'm going to talk about. But it doesn't have to be real estate investing. I'm just a real estate investor and you are. So we're going to, you know, so we're big proponents of real estate investing. But regardless, it's it's not about real estate investing specifically until you want to use that strategy to build your wealth, for example, but there's always other options. But the idea is, the question we want to ask ourselves is kind of what I say, two questions. The first question is, is, is do I want to master money? Do I want to understand it? Do I want to grow with it? Do I, do I, do I want to master this thing called money? And I, what I found in my life and what I believe to be true are these, these, there's these three life buckets. And these three life buckets are, are we all, we don't have, none of us have an, a choice to opt out of them. And one of those is the health bucket. And that health bucket of life means we can have all the money in the world, but if we don't have our health, we don't have wealth. And I've been in that financial situation. I was churning and burning for so many years and just so like hustling, hustling and grinding, grinding and building, building that I lost sight of my wellness piece, that my body is my number one asset, that without my body, I can have all the money in the world. And if I'm in bed and can't get out of bed and fighting for my life, life isn't too great and I can't experience life. So it was just, I had to even learn my own personal lesson that like, oh, the, um, it's not just about the, it's not, it's never about the money, but it's about the quality of our health. And so we want to be able to pay attention to our health. But when we're always strapped for money, it's hard to pay attention to our health and we can't invest in our health and in all the things. Like I come across so many people through my work that they have health crisis and they don't have the financial resources to try to help them with their health crisis. So it's just a um, downward spiral. But that, that's one bucket of life. The second bucket of life is relationships. And the quality of life is directly tied to the quality of our relationships. And so many times when we're just in the chase and pursuit of money, the you know we're not paying attention to our relationships we lose relationships with our kids the spouse isn't so great friendships maybe toxic relationships the different things but the quality of life is tied to relationships so this money thing then is the third bucket that we can't opt out of it's a really big bucket and if we don't understand money then if we are in financial crisis all the time it's going to affect the quality of our relationships and it's going to affect the quality of our health so these things are these three life buckets and they're it actually really linked, like they, they all link up to one another. So then when we can understand that, it's understand that the money at the end of the day, in any form in our life, just money in general, we want to arrange things where it's looking like the money, the reason or the why of the money is to underwrite and support the cost of living a good life that comprises of great relationships, good health, and enough money to spend every month that lives to a good quality, meaningful life. So that's, that's kind of what I teach. It's kind of this philosophical place and the overall gist of money is to understand it's not about the chase of money. It's not even about financial independence. It's about life and the, the quality of life. And when we have financial independence, it, it boosts the quality of life because we don't have to hustle and we have financial safety and security that just makes life easier. And we get more of our time back. So it's all about quality of life. It's not about the money. and in general, but so that's kind of the idea there. The second then thing is, is like, if that's true, there's what I call the number one most important financial question we can ever ask ourselves and know the answer to. 
And that is how much does it cost to live a good life? And it's just, again, it's equally philosophical and practical, but I think everything starts there. Long before we're real estate investors, like how much real estate do I need? How much passive income is enough? You know, and reverse engineer into all these other numbers. So we just have to get really, so in the, when we can accept that money is this really important fact of life, factor of life, and we say, I want to master and get good at that then that takes us to this place of what is mastering money. And that's these five categories that you mentioned. And the first one, when it comes to money, we hear this all the time, but it, it is true, but it is the mindset of money. And if we're in fear and scarcity and we're repeating our patterns that we grew up with, which we are, most people, again, that come across my desk, their mindset is, it's a weak mindset. It's a, it's a destructive mindset. It is a scarcity mindset. So that's the piece. And, and when we're saying things like, I can't afford it, I don't have enough money to ever be an investor. I'm stuck in a dead-end job. I'm, uh, there's, never, there's never enough. And whatever that mindset is, but it's so key. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do money. I'm not smart enough to be a real estate all that's just mindset and it clutters our mind and it keeps us from taking action. So that's one of the pieces when it comes to money to start doing the work is to start working on our mindset. And there's lots of books out there and courses and things, but it's just to understand that even, you know, before I understood the mindset piece, my, you know, I just had this deep embedded belief, subconscious belief that I wasn't worthy of having all the money my, because my whole lineage was poverty so I would make make millions and half millions and I'd do some stupid, dumb mistake where I'd lose everything. And it's like, how the hell do you lose a million dollars like overnight, basically? And it was kind of stupid stuff, but because I deep inside, I could make it, but I always had to get back down to zero somehow because my mindset was off. And then I did mindset work and it's like, oh, okay, now, now maybe I can start keeping this. I don't have to be in these big yo-yos. So that's the mindset piece. And the next one is our relationship with money. And our relationship with money is different than the mindset. Mindset is kind of like abundance and scarcity, good enough, um, positive. There's always more, you know, I'm a creator. I can do these things. Our relationship with money is just that. It's, it's our behavior with the money. It's how we relate to it. It comes from the mindset. But it's more about less about the mind and more about like our our practices with it. Like, so it's like a relationship with a spouse. I always say that how great would your marriage be with your spouse if you neglected your spouse, never touched your spouse, never talked to your spouse, um, complained about your spouse to the spouse all the time? Probably not good. But that's what we do with money. That there's we, most people again they're afraid of money or whatever the case or whatever their mindset is, which keeps them to this. Their relationship is neglect. They neglect their money. Their relationship is, is abdication, meaning I just want to make money. I don't want to be responsible for the bookkeeping or for tracking it or for budgeting it or anything. I'll leave that to the bookkeepers. It's so it's abdication. It's neglect. It's avoidance. Like, Oh, I don't even want to open this month's bills because I'm afraid I've probably spent more than there's there. And I just rather avoid it completely. And so, or yeah, I don't have enough time. Like who wants to do bookkeeping or who wants to track their money? Like I'm too busy and I'm all these things. I don't have time. So we have these excuses for having what I call like a dysfunctional relationship with our money. 
And so if we want to be really in the wealth game and build financial independence and build financial security and even have money that feels good, and it's a really positive part of our life, we really need a positive money mindset and we need to have a relationship with our money where we enjoy spending time with it. We enjoy tracking it. We we enjoy being in QuickBooks and tracking every dollar and managing that money powerfully and wisely and intentionally. So those are the first two categories. Any questions on that? Does that um Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> so um, a lot of the women that come to us, you know, like you said, they had the wrong relationship with money. First of all, they come from a place of scarcity. Uh, also, they come from a place of, you know, of uh, lack of abundance or limiting beliefs. You know, they, it takes money to make money. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for your money. And so that's all misconceptions that most of us were raised with, right? It come from, you know, even me and my family, you know, it just almost, they made fun of money, you know, being smart and going to college and getting education is more important than money. And money was, they were very frugal, even if they had the money, but then at the same token, they choked the abundance of money, right? So when a lot of women are in this predicament, and so with that said, um, based on what you have gone through, how can you start to step out from that into understanding the abundance of money or, or changing your relationship with money? What is the first thing somebody should could do? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think is it, it comes with a choice. So we can either choose to stay and do nothing and stay in the mindsets and the, the relationship and the belief structure we have and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's, to me, it comes with, making a declaration and commitment to ourselves and 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 saying today's the day i'm going to change things today's the day i'm going to change my financial situation might take some time and it's you know it's akin to you know people let's say that have a health crisis let's say you know they've not been paying attention to their health and now they're in a health crisis and you know, whatever the thing is, but it's like today's the day that I'm going to get my health back. I'm going to learn and do what I can learn and do to take control of my health, reverse this disease or whatever's going on, and I'm going to be healthy. So it comes with that type of like personal declaration. And then it's understanding too that, okay, it took me a while to get to this financial kind of, not financial, but, but, uh, physical kind of disease state or whatever. And it's going to take me a little while to get my health back. But others before me have gotten their health back and have done the work and have are super healthy. I have my models. I have my mentors. So I know it's possible and I know I can do it too. You know, um, so it's just understanding, but it starts with making a decision. So with money, it's like today's the day that I'm going to learn something. Today's the day I'm going to make change. And then that, when we make that declaration, then the next question is, is where or who do I go learn from that can guide me and help me? And, you know, where do I need to start? And so then that's the responsibility on us is to look for places, but it all comes with a decision. But I'm sure you're the same, but but I have a money, I call it kind of a money school, but basically it's these classes and I take people through um, 12 weeks to learn this thing called money learn so that they're 
they come out financially literate and powerful and understand all these categories we're talking about and so on and so forth. And, and it's, it's everything we should have been taught money in school, but they didn't teach that class. And leaving that, I just got off the coaching, not even a coaching call, but a completion call with one, one of my students right before you and I got on. And um, she's a, she owns a hair salon single mom owns a hair salon works a lot did you know um has a hispanic background and she's telling me like culturally you know we never talked about money and culturally it's always month to month and culturally you know we we're terrified of banks and so we put our money in the tamale drawer which you know i thought was cute but um but she said you know going to this program oh my god now i understand everything and now i understand how much control and power i have and i'm going to teach this to my children i'm going to change now the legacy that, you know, I'm going to change this whole month to month poverty kind of mindset that I've grown up in from our kind of Hispanic upbringing. And my kids are, I'm different now and my kids are going to be even better. So that's an example. It's just, she just was thanking me like, oh my God, thank you. This is so life-changing. All these things I didn't know, I didn't know. So the reason why I tell that story is because she chose, she found herself kind of in this financial situation she didn't want to be in. Oh, and she said, Christina, this is the first time I've ever invested in myself. And your, your program was a big financial investment, but I made this choice that I was going to get out of this financial month-to-month yo-yo that is my life and my parents' life before me. And, and, so, and, I, and I did this, and I'm so happy I did this for myself and blah, blah, blah. So I'm telling that story because I have all these calls of people who have, they're in a financial situation where it has to change. They're miserable in, they're telling me their whole story about how, you know, life is miserable in their current financial situation. And these are people that have money. You know, we're not talking people, we're not talking about those that are, that are in poverty. We're talking about, you know, good dual income families, but they, they, I talked to them. They've already admitted that things aren't working yet. Do they do anything to make any change? They don't make the choice. And so they don't, you know, work with me or anybody else, or they don't even go buy the book. And right. so they stay in that situation. So really, it just, it really comes with, I think that real um, emotional commitment that says today is the day I'm going to change this situation. And once we make that decision, everything else will start to work out. That's where the right person, the right program, the right something, something's going to drop in the lap. Right. Yes. Very, very true. So how can uh, the listener find out more about you? Uh, Website, social media, how can they get additional information and connect with you? Yeah. So, I mean, social media, what I really love, the, the best thing to do to get in touch with me is I have a quiz and this quiz is, I call it the financial IQ quiz. And it's 10 questions, 10 simple questions. You can do the quiz in two minutes, but they're very thought-provoking questions. But it's to, uh, it's to grade, kind of grade yourself on your financial IQ or financial literacy, if you will. And by doing the quiz and answer these questions, what's really interesting is thousands of people have taken this quiz. And if you say, if we you know, say you have to get an A, on the quiz to that to really be in the wealth game and to be able to really be on the trajectory of creating wealth and creating you know financial it's it's not financial independence you don't go from zero to financial independence but typically we go to 
from survival. And we can, we can be making $200,000 a year and still be surviving. And what that means is we're month to month. Every dollar that comes in is every dollar that goes out. There's no freedom in that. <laughs> and that's where most people are stuck in what we call the month to month, regardless of how income we, how much income they make. So that's, that's, going, that's when we're at zero. But the, the journey is to go to survival is like being in debt, which usually at zero means we have a lot of debt that keeps us, meaning it's month to month, there's nothing left over. But then it goes from financial survival to some financial safety, meaning we have a rainy day fund. We have some extra cash sitting around that if we get in a bind, we've got some wiggle room. You know, we don't have to put the, the fender bender deductible on a credit card because we have zero extra cash sitting around. So that's, that's going to that place of just feeling a little bit more safe. So from survival to safety. And from there is getting to the place where we're having some financial success. Now we have more buckets of money set up. And maybe we're working to what we're putting away and maybe in some simple investing or something. But, but we've got some cash. We've got more wiggle room. We're out of the month-to-month -month cycle. We're on the same page with our spouse. We've got a good relationship. We're tracking our money and we're seeing it grow. So then that's moving from more safety and security to more success. Far from independence, you know, far from where we want to be. But we see the trajectory. We're on the right track. And then, you know, from success, then we go to more closer to that place of financial freedom. So it's to understand it's a secure, it's a, it's a journey and that, you know, if we want to go, I call it the money spectrum on the left side of the spectrum, you know, that we have this spectrum, this, this horizontal line and the spectrum in the middle is zero on the left is red. That means our net worth is in the red. That means we have more debt than we have assets, more liabilities than we have assets. And when we get to the right of zero, which is in the green, that's the money spectrum that over time, we're going to get farther to the right, farther to financial independence. But again, just we want to get to the green. We want to get out of the zero game and we start want to start to build that net worth, which is wealth, just a little bit more. We go from maybe five, we're worth $5,000 more than our liabilities. Um, then it goes to 10,000, then it goes to 100,000, then it goes to a million. But again, that's over time. But it's to understand that if we want to move to the right side of the money spectrum and hit this place by financial independence, we have to be financially literate. We have to understand how money operates. We have to have the right mindset. We have to have a powerful, good, close, loving, kind relationship with our money. And we have to be able to manage it and track it and want to really well and do and and live our life like the CEO of our life in a way a CFO of our life in a way where we know the numbers and we know what we're working towards and with that's most it's learned we have to learn how to do that and learn what numbers we need to know if we want to be in the fight if we want to create financial independence so to go back to answer your question the quiz kind of grades us how we're doing and like I said out of the thousands of people that have taken the quiz, the average score is 33%. So that's just my little, my little sampling, you know, those, and, you know, I want to get to a place where hundreds of thousands have taken the test versus maybe tens of thousands. It may be, I want to get to a place where millions take the test, but just the more so as a sampling to show, we don't know anything about money. Why? Because we're not taught in school. So we want to learn all these elements of money that finally to your place, it takes, you know, people to you. It's like, hey, 
I understand money. I've got it operating. I've gotten moving. I've got my mindset. I've got my relationship. I've got my habits and practices. I've got my different buckets that I'm growing. One of those is an investing bucket. And now I've got all this cash sitting around. Where the hell do I invest it? And that's where you're like, you would say, Laura, you say, come to me. I can show you to be how to become a real estate investor, that that money that you've learned and now that you're intentionally growing and building to invest, to create wealth, I can show you how to do that best. And, you know, that's the magic that you do. But a lot of people, they don't have the resources, the mindset or the resources really to be able to ever have the bucket of money, either, either the real bucket of money to that you can show them how to invest or the mindset, you know, the stories that they tell themselves that would cause them to say, yeah, I can be a real estate investor, but all of that's reflected on the quiz. So I just invite everybody to take the quiz, see how you're doing. And uh, as a virtue of the quiz, I give you a workbook. That's a workbook. That's the how much money is enough workbook to get you started on the path to wealth. And that's the best way to get in touch with me. Okay. And what is the URL? Oh, it's wise money method. Mm-hmm. dot com wisemoneymethod.com forward slash quiz okay okay great so yeah we will make sure that everybody knows because yes definitely is uh, a lot of people come to us to learn about real estate but the thing is they don't have the skills to even get in the game you know and and the thing is yes they're looking at real estate as the solution for the problem but that's and even with that, they can't make that the solution because their attitude about money, their awareness about money is so wrong that they just you know can't gap the two. And the thing is, it's like you know, it's a touch and go situation, and then they doubt and second guess themselves and they have problems and fears and all of that, and then they just get themselves in even in deeper water just because they don't know what they don't know. So no, that definitely very powerful what you share with us. Well, thanks again for taking the time. And, uh, you know, it's definitely it's a valuable tool. We do talk a lot about mindset around money because I've, I feel like you, we need to reverse engineer where we want to go. You know, money, I always say real estate is the tool to get you to you want to go. It's a tool to build the, the life that you want. You don't want to never build a business that you have to build your life around, like a lot of people nine to fives, right? They uh, exactly. yeah, they go there and show up to work, get off, and every else, everything else around their life is built about their nine nine to five. That's what the great thing about real estate—you don't have to do it, but you also have to clean up some things there to make you realize this is the life I can do, and like a relationship, and like you said. You know, money is not the solution of everything. If you don't have your health, if you don't have the relationship and the support system around you and you know what you're doing, money is, you can have a lot of money and be totally unhappy, you know? And uh, and I'm the first one to say, I've been there. I've been in a time in my life where I had a lot of money and uh, my relationship were falling apart. I was not happy with myself. So the money meant nothing, you know? The, the things meant nothing. So it's a, it's a very true, it's a, it's a much deeper subject than people, you know, realize sometimes. Great. Well, thanks again. So you can reach her at wisemoneymethod.com in forward slash quiz to definitely get that uh, filled out, kind of an assessment to see where you are on the scale. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much.
Yeah, you're welcome. And that wraps up another episode of our REIW podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a listener, and we hope you have found today's discussion helpful. If you're looking to take things to the next level or just get started in investing, consider following us on our social media. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, at Real Estate Investing Women. Or check out our website at www.realestateinvestingwomen.com. Talk to you soon.